When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the, the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy Hart, and with me, as always, is your co-host, Art Stone. Beavers, welcome to the show that the New York Times is calling If Bang Bros Wrote Shrek. (laughs) That's what they're calling it. That's what they're calling it. New York Times podcast columnist, (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Bezos. That's right. He's working for a rival paper now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Andy. Um, hey, what's up, Art? You look, uh, you're, you're, you got a little outfit on. You got a reflective bright orange hat. You've got oh, yeah. some camo. You've got a bright orange vest, a 12 gauge shotgun. Yeah, I want to tell you. You know, there's nothing more important when you're out in the wilds of this country, whichever country you're in, we're here too. Well, whichever country you're in, being out in the wilds, it's good to be safe. And one of those things that means safety is dressing bright colors so that you don't accidentally get shot. Because Uh people are oftentimes out in the woods trying to hunt for certain animals. Sure. You know, especially if you're out in the woods during deer season. If people are out hunting deer... You know, you, if you're dressed like the outdoors, right. as opposed to being dressed like a traffic sign, mm-hmm. you could get shot because people will think that you could be a deer when actually you're not a deer. Yeah. Right. You're not a deer. Right. You're a not deer. You're a not deer. Oh, whoa, that's oh, the name of the title. topic of today's episode. Oh my God, we got there. We have a... <laughs> Beloved Bunk Funker, a proud patron to thank for suggesting this topic. None other than the Oracle the of this Oracle. show. I think probably up to 50 episode suggestions mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Erica Elizabeth. Erica, Erica Elizabeth. Our favorite uh, East Coaster. Yeah. Uh, Jerseyan. Yeah. Proud Jerseyan. Proud Jerseyan. I believe that's the term. Joycey. Oh. Someone who loves the gabagool. Loves the gabagool. And who freaking hates the eagles. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Erica, thanks so much for suggesting this topic. Um, 
What is this? Beefers, Queefers, Art, if you're not familiar is with- Is it cryptid? Is it ghost? Is well, it... we're going to have to talk about it oh a little goodness. bit. This is- uh, well, Something for everybody. It's a potential cryptid. Potential. That's like a deer, but not quite. It's, it's like a weird, it's like a fucked up deer. <laughs> is the idea. It's it's a doe, a fucked up deer, a fucked up, up deer. deer. <laughs> uh, and that's- We'll make that joke probably eight yeah. different times in this episode. Yeah, get ready for that because it's coming back right at you, Beefers. Um, so- if you're ready to sprint off into the trees <laughs> or into an empty cornfield and eat loose corn from the ground or maybe dart into traffic on a busy roadway or, you know, rub your antlers against a tree for a while. Lick some salt. Lick some salt. Lick some butts. Um, if you're ready to chew on a pine cone, you know what you can do? You can you can fuck off. You, can you, can fuck off, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> fucking sick freaks. Why would you do that stuff? Just listen to the podcast like a regular person, you fucking weirdos. God damn it. It's so fucking hard to do this show when we know you're all out there licking salt and biting pine cones and rubbing horns against trees. What the fuck? Just listen to the show. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Jesus Christ. Andy is pissed off. Anyway, if you want to bound into the... Into the rest of the episode, like a little deer, you know, how they kind of like spring around. Oh, yeah, they're so springy. It's so springy. You can look in the show notes and you can find a timestamp. Oh. And you can fast forward, fast forward right to that part because, but if you don't want to do that, I mean, I don't blame you because, I mean, first, Art and I got to tell you about how we got captured this week. Oh, boy, boy. Well, Bugfuckers, you know, Andy and I have been called, you know, the kings of frat house chatter. That's true. The people, people, the people who love this show the most hate it the most. They're the most viral about it, um, and they let us know that this is a show for frat house chatter. Well, word's been getting around the Greek scene. Yeah, people are finally starting to recognize. Hey, Andy and Art know how fraternal life works because they know the lingo, and that's not something that you can just learn without being. You listen to their podcast, you can tell. This is a podcast for frat bros. You can tell. This these are authentic Greek life gentlemen doing a podcast that Greekers 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 and Beefers. That's that's our audience base. That's our audience baby. Greekers and Beefers. Greekers and Beefers. So we finally are getting the recognition that we feel like we rightly deserve yeah. to be honest. And we were approached by a prominent Chicago area university. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's called Northwestern University. You like purple? I do. I love the Imperial Rome, and I hate plebs. <laughs> so we finally, finally, finally get approached by Northwestern University. And About time. Like, you know what we need you two to do? We need you two to be Greek life advisors. Greek life advisors. We want you to to shape yep. the lives of these young men in fraternal organizations here at Northwestern University, one of the most prestigious universities in the United States. That's right. It's a very well-known university. So Andy and I, we got right to work. <laughs> we spared no expense and we spared no time. We Look, when we get asked to do something, we go in full bore. I mean, you could call us Elon Musk's boring company because- once we get a project, we do it. We definitely don't 
make plans and then not do anything for years and years and years and not really make anything feasible or sensible. Yeah. We get right to work. And we never, ever say, that sounds like a good idea. I'd like to do that one day. And then so, that day never comes. So we're exactly like Elon Musk's boring company because <laughs> it never did any of those things we just said. It did what we do. Yeah. It gets right to work and it does things. And that's why there's tunnels all over the United States you can drive that's through. That's why there's tunnels. Single Beautiful lane tunnels, tunnels that aren't death traps. Single lane tunnels that can only use Teslas that only go one way. Single lane. But Teslas never explode. The batteries never, never explode, blow up and catch fire. Them. And there's also uh, no chance that you would ever need emergency services inside a tunnel. Right. Um, so we get right to work. We go over to Northwestern's campus. We're wearing togas, just like real Greek people. Uh, we have olive branches, laurels around our ears, just like real Greek people. Uh, we have excessive body hair, just like real Greek people. Uh, we're covered in olive oil. We're dripping. covered in olive oil. We're trying immediately. You know, so they're asking all these questions, like, "Hey, what do you guys think about some like fun activities we can do for rush season?" And I'm like, "I haven't heard of that band in years." <laughs> yeah, let's like, talk about fucking you know Spanakopita. Right. Let's talk about spinach pie. Let's talk about spinach pie. Let's talk about. Saganaki. What is it called? Flaming cheese. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah. That's Saganaki. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about fucking feta, you guys. Let's yeah. put lemon on stuff. Right. They're like, hey, hey, what about some good charity events we could do to help out the community and the and school? And I just start throwing oregano at these motherfuckers. Right. And say, Smell, it. Smell, Smell it. Smell it. Sniff this. <laughs> We've got huge sprigs of dill. We're slapping them in the face and in the behinds with it. They're asking us about their, you know, their, their finance, like they're trying to say like, well, how do we budget out different things? And I'm like, fuck finances. You don't need those. The other, we go, we're Greek, baby. We'll get bailed out by the rest of Europe. And then we started kissing them on the cheeks and lips. We started kissing, hugging, very friendly, very big, very big personalities. And, and they were like starting to get a little confused. And I realized maybe we're going a little too fast. Right. So I started playing my big fat Greek wedding. Right. And I'm saying like, study this. This is your fucking magnum this. opus. This is your Bible. You have to top to bottom. You got to understand this. My movie. big fat Greek wedding is probably the singular most important cultural contribution made by Greeks in the history of human civilization. Yeah. And so it's very important. We kept telling them, you must know this movie inside and out. <laughs> Because this is the cornerstone. When people talk about Greek culture, yeah. a lot of a lot of scholars will say, you know, people are trying to recognize things like um, Pythagoras mm-hmm. or um, Aeschylus. Well, it's none of those people. It's no, it's not ancient Greek that's important because they're all dead. They're all dead, long time. Right. Homer's Odyssey, throw it in the garbage. Boring. Not relevant anymore. Stupid. They made a movie of it much better than the book. The Iliad, I don't care. I can see Brad Pitt in Troy much better. Same thing with my my big fat Greek wedding, except it actually has Greek people in it. A lot of people don't realize Brad Pitt's not Greek. A lot of people don't realize a lot of the other actors in Troy were British actors. Frankly, it's a slap. Eric Bana, I mean, come on. It's That's a not slap a Greek in name. the face of there the Greek Eric community. But an Eric Bananapolis. Now there would be somebody I'd watch in a movie. And so, you know, I mean, these guys already are, they're like trying to show us off these things like keg stands. And I'm like, do you even know how to make a euro? Right. Do, can you make a euro? You should be doing euro stands. Why are we not having anal sex right now? <laughs> we are, we are your teachers. We are supposed to be having anal sex with each other. You can't get satisfied sexually <laughs> from a woman the same way you can from a man. That's right. That's Greek life, baby. That's Greek life, baby. 
Fuck, and there was no tzatziki anywhere. <laughs> None. There None be, to be seen. There should be bowls of it just sitting around. It's like, have they ever been to Greece? And where's all the fresh fish? I mean, these kids have a lot to learn, but they are good kids. You they're great tell. kids. These they're kids are great kids. They're great kids. Love you can these tell kids. they're very diligent in their studies. They just, they're just they're so cute with their pop collars and their shorts of different colors and tucked in and such. And the nice, the, the boat shoes. I love it. The vineyard vines. Very fun. Wayfair right. sunglasses. You got to love it. I love the socks that come up to halfway at the calf. Yeah, halfway up the calf. Um, but these kids, they're very nice. Uh, Such nice kids. They're just confused about what Greek life is. They just don't get what Greek life. They've been sold something else. I don't know why. I mean, I we're fucking Greek. We're Greek. We know Greek life. We know Greek life. We look. We've been to Greek town here in Chicago. We know Greek life, okay? Everything should be spelt with like those Greek, ancient Greek letters. Everything. But, it, but it's English. Everything. It's English. Yes. Ancient Greek it's, is dead. No, it should not use not it ever. It's not ancient Greek. It's, it's English, modern English, and it's like- But it's squiggly. Illegible font on the fucking planet. Illegible. It's squiggly. Everything should be in Roman numerals, even though they didn't use that. Right. It just fits. Columns. Put columns everywhere. Columns everywhere. If you don't have columns, you're not even fucking trying. And that's what we told them. You got to get some columns in here. And look, we were like, okay- <laughs> <laughs> These kids are good. They're smart. They're going to figure it out. Great kids. But they need a little shove. They need, they need some shove. immersion. We can only do so much. Maybe we're more like the graduate student teachers. I think we realized that. Right. We need the entry level. We need the 101. Right. We definitely felt like this was very much a the graduate situation. <laughs> I kept putting one single leg up onto a table yeah. and then With making them enter a room <laughs> so that they could only be seen. Through the through the Paul space. Simon's Mrs. Robinson playing, yeah, yeah. So hot uh, stuff. We kept talking. I kept asking all of them about plastics constantly. <laughs> um. So, but we knew, like, hey, they need a little immersion. They need some immersion. They need to, you know, they need to be bathed in the salt water of the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically. So we went out and we found a real Greek person, a Greek chef, to come and prepare <laughs> an authentico Greek meal. That's that's Greek. Authentico. That's real Greek. That's a Greek word. Um, so Look we found up. we found this Greek chef named Mr. Bunkopoulos. Mr. Bunkopoulos. Mr. Bunkopoulos. He's um, you know, oh, he runs a great diner. He runs a great diner. Yeah. Great greasy spoon diner. Great diner. He makes great uh, coney dogs. Oh my god, those coney dogs. Uh, Euros. A great hash. Great hash, French toast mm. stacked as high as the ceiling. Oh yeah! So we invite Mr. Bunkopoulos. We say, Mr. Bunkopoulos, Mamma Mia, can you come and can you prepare a meal for these poor, ignorant Northwestern students who, who God bless nice them. kids, God, God bless, bless those them. kids, God Wish bless those them. kids the best. Wish them the best, but God bless them. They're a little misguided. They don't understand Greek life. They don't know what it means to be Greek, like me and Art do. And he said, sure, I'll come. I'll make, I'll make a special meal for them. Oh, I said, I said, oh, my God, that's going to be some charbroiled chicken or something. And there's going to be some, like, different kinds of meats and some, like, fucking rice and shit and, like, right. pitas. Oh, it's going to be fucking It's going to be great. It's going to be so Greek. It's going to be so Greek. <laughs> it's so Greek to me. So Mr. Bunkopoulos comes over. <laughs> and... He's 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 ready to prepare a meal, the bounty of the sea. Oh, the bounty of the sea! And so he's got this octopus, this live <laughs> octopus with him, and he's gonna teach he's gonna teach these our fraternity children 
because they're not brothers to us. We're their teachers. Yeah. So they're our children. Right. Our fraternity children. Right. How to, or maybe they're more like our nephews. Yeah. Yeah. We're uncles. We're like the fraternity uncles. I don't really want to be like super responsible. I just want to show up every once in a while. Right. Right. We just want to have a good time. We want to show up and party. Yeah. Have some anal sex and leave. So <laughs> we, our fraternity nephews, He's, he's going to show them how to kill an octopus. Yeah, very Greek. Because it's a very Greek thing, because you have to know how to murder an octopus. You have to know how to not eat the beak, because it's very sharp. It's razor sharp. Razor sharp. Razor sharp beak. So he's got this live octopus. Well, he's starting to like, you know, he's he's like chopping garlic. Like he's got like 50,000 cloves of garlic, and he's yeah. just chopping it. 50,000 50, cloves. 50,000 cloves. Uh, he's got, you know... A metric ton of fresh oregano, and he's starting to chop that. Oh, uh, um, yeah. He's got two gallons of olive oil. Oh, yeah. And he's just sort of, like, dumping it on stuff. Just fucking, he's got a whole whole fucking house, like a little shed made of feta cheese bricks. Right. In brine. Right. In brine. It's like... It's, it's incredible. Like, I mean, imagine it like this, Beefers. It's like a gingerbread house, but it's made of feta, and it's submerged in brine. Yeah. Kalamata um, so, olives He in made a big old barrel. He's he's got this little design in front of the feta house. It's column a columnata. It's a columns <laughs> made from columnata olives. Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. There's what a pe- chef. people made of cucumbers, and so he's starting to prepare this meal. He's dumping olive oil everywhere, slicing garlic and oregano like crazy. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, this octopus starts to go crazy. It's freaking oh, out. Wild. I mean, it's maybe because it hasn't been in water for like two and a half hours, so yeah. it's starting to die. Right. Um, and it's choking to death. And so it starts freaking out, and it jumps on me and Art. This thing, wild. This thing starts sucking us off. It was like, su- it's, it's got its suctions on us, and it's just it's sucking on sucking us. Sucking us off, sucking us all over, sucking our shoulders, our backs, our faces. It's, it's sucking our, our, our necks, our backs, and other parts of us, too. This thing is just all over the place. It's like getting one of those cup massages, but aggressive. Yeah, very aggressive. So anyway, this thing is like attacking us. And Mr. Bunkopolis, he springs into action. He's like, I'm going to save you boys. Uh, you know, like the Greeks say. Yeah, very Greek. A very Greek accent. He's got a real thick Greek accent. Super thick. And this is like an... Fits his mustache. Right, his mustache that is like... um. You know, it hangs out the side of his face like four inches on either side mm-hmm. and it covers his mouth completely. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I'm going to save you boys. And so he grabs plates that he was going to serve the food on and he starts trying to smash the octopus. Yeah. And he keeps saying, Opa! 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 Every time he throws a plate. But he keeps missing and he just keeps hitting us in the head. You know what? Amazing chef. I would say don't quit your day job to go become a professional darts player. <laughs> yeah. Because this guy can't aim. I mean, if you're going to the carnival, don't take Mr. Bunkopolis with you and think you're going to win a big teddy bear because he ain't getting it done. Let me he's tell you not what. Hitting, he's not hitting the bullseye. So anyway, I start to get real woozy. And I think Art did too. Yeah. Uh, and we're bleeding pretty bad. And there's ceramics uh, <laughs> there's lodged ceramics in our skull. Everywhere. And our fraternity nephews are really not doing anything. Yeah. They're just kind of watching this unfold. And I think that just goes to show they're a little immature. Yeah. They need to grow up a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to get off those fucking phones. They need to, <laughs> you know. They're all looking at those fucking phones. You know, if you went back to ancient Greece and you were there with uh, huh? Aristotle Onassis, the most famous Greek person of all time, you would know. There's nobody on their phones. They're just they're just on yachts, super yachts, <laughs> not super banging yachts. presidents' ex-wives, banging presidents' ex-wives, and they're living the life. Everybody just living in the moment. These kids nowadays, oh, Maron, they're always on their phones. Oh, Maron, Mamma Mia, Maron. Sorry to use some Greek terms, but I mean they're always on this fucking phones. They're always on these phones. They're breaking my heart. Yeah, 
With the phones. With the phones. They're breaking my heart. They're tearing it apart. So fuck them. You know? <laughs> so but they're not helping us. We're getting plates smashed we're in our heads. We're getting plates smashed in our head. Mr. Bunkopolis. One of them could come by and smash the octopus instead of Mr. Bunkopolis missing all the time. So anyway, I passed out. Yeah. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. And then uh, we woke up. We were here in the bunker. Became pretty pretty apparent that Mr. Bunker was that octopus. Should have known. So fucking pissed. You know what I'm pissed most about? Not that we got captured again. It's that I let down my frat house nephews. Yeah. Because you know they're all lost. They're on those fucking phones. And now, you know what? They're going to think that all octopuses are like muscular and chain smoking. Right. And eating loose cheeseburgers. And only have two arms. Right. But are covered in like what I'm now realizing were plungers as suction cups. Right. And it's, you know, they're going to they're going to think that octopi octopuses are like bipedal creatures. And it's just not true. It's not true, guys. So if any of those guys are listening, this is the number one frat house chatter podcast. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are listening from from the Northwestern Greek Life Organization and you know who I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to you, Caden, Caden and, and Bradlin, Kyle, Bradlin and Asher, Asher and Kane, Chad, Scott, Joseph, Joseph, <laughs> Zebulon, Zane, Abel, Kane, Zachariah, Ezekiel, Isaac. Abraham, <laughs> Esther, Skylar Weinberg. If any of you guys are listening, any of those guys out there are listening, Chippy. If Chippy. any of you guys are listening, just know, just know, we had the best of intentions, and we're so sorry. We're we sorry let we down. let you guys down. We promise we'll maybe be back at some point in time. Yeah, we'll, we'd like to do that one day. We'll get to it. We like. We yeah, promise. We promise. We promise we might do it someday. Yeah, it seems like a great idea. We'd love to do it one day. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But well, that's we how we ended up here today. That's how we got here today. Um, you know. I mean, if you're ever in Chicago, check out Mr. Bunkopolis's diner. So good. Bunk City. Bunk City. Um, That's great. Yeah, for the best. Uh, I don't know the address. Look it up. Google it. I don't Google care. it. I don't know. But it's, don't do it uh, on those fucking phones. Don't do it. <laughs> go, to, go to your library and go to a computer like a normal person. Go to your library and find a map. They still have these things called atlases. Yeah. You fucking You know who did that? The Greeks. The Greeks. Mr. Greek himself, Rand McNally. The most Greek of them all. The most Greek of them all. But anyway. Love Greece. We love uh, Greece. Beefers, if you ever get a chance to yeah. go to Greece, do it. Yep. You ever um, get a chance to join a frat? Do it. Obviously, you probably already have because you listen to this show. Right. This is the number one frat house chatter podcast. But you know what, Andy? Um, we we can't, we might have let down our Greek frat, uh, Greek life nephews, but we can't let down our bunk funkers. No, and we won't let down our bunk funkers. Because you know what? We're serving up another Greek classic today, the whole enchilada. Oh, yeah. On the topic of not deer. That's right. Um, so, I mean, if we're ready to shift gears here in our uh, little Greek scooter, let's head over to today's topic where we're talking about the not deer. I don't know what sound a deer makes. <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh, really? Mm.
Beefers, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. When you read, you start with ABC. When you consume the whole enchilada, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, a deer, or a not deer. Ray, a guy I know from work. <laughs> Me, the person I care about. Fa, the thing that's after me. So, the thing that's after fa, la, the thing that's after so, t, the thing that's after la, and that will bring us back to do, oh, oh, oh. Wow. Which, you'll recall, I said could be a deer or a not deer. Wow. Which is our topic today, the not deer. But before we get into it, let's take a quick detour, okay? Okay. Um, that song was a really lazy parody of a song from the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The Sound of Music. It's true. I mean, you had like really two, like three or four knockout stanzas, but then you just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. Well, in that song, Art, from The Sound of Music, <laughs> is the actual lyric, La, a note to follow so. Yeah. Now look, I'm no lyricist, but Oscar Hammerstein wasn't really trying with that one either, huh? <laughs> Oscar Hammerstein, you lazy fuck. Talk about phoning it in. I mean, sure, I just did that same thing three times consecutively, but give me a break here. I think I've consistently proven expectations for me should be pretty friggin' low. Fair. Well, anywho, let's talk about the not deer, huh? Let's talk about it. This is a fun one. Uh, So the not deer is a cryptid. It is? Okay. Like it's it's a cryptid. Okay. Okay. Supposedly. Oh, okay. In other words... The not deer is an as-of-yet-unproven-to-exist animal. A cryptid is basically a theoretical animal that we don't know for sure exists yet. Um, The not deer has been primarily sighted in the United States, home to such beloved cryptids as the Loveland Frogman and the Squonk. Lesser known, but great cryptids nonetheless. Love them. The not deer is often associated with the regions around the Appalachian Mountain Range in the U.S., but sightings have been claimed in parts of the U.S. not in Appalachia, and even in countries abroad. Now, Appalachia, for our non-U.S. listeners, is kind of the eastern mountain range. You could call it that. We have the Rockies on the west, and Appalachia is more of the eastern range, kind of going through West Virginia. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, Tennessee, the Carolinas. It's a very famous route. Virginia. Uh, You can take the Appalachian Trail, Mm -hmm. which is a very famous hiking trail that goes up and down. People do this every year. Just setting the scene for some of the non-US beefers out there. Thank you, Art. Uh, Very good geography lesson here. I'm a worldly man. He's been there. Um, So the not deer is kind of an interesting cryptid because it's like a deer, but it's kind of a weird deer. Okay, so here's how J.D. Sword, great name, described the creature in a skeptical inquirer piece. I think this is a pretty Jeez. good summary. Can you imagine if me and J.D. Sword got together? Like you put the sword in the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had anal sex with you? Yeah. He'd put the sword in the stone. He'd put the sword in the stone. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have to pull the sword from the stone? Oh, maybe a third person. Probably a doctor. <laughs> Emergency medical professionals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. 
Here's J.D. Sword's explanation or description of Not Deer from Skeptical Inquirer. Quote, unlike other cryptids, the Not Deer is characterized not as a distinctly unknown animal, but rather how it appears or behaves in contrast to a known animal, a deer, cervidae. That's the scientific term. Not deer are variously described as looking like a deer, but with uh, what, but with there being something quote unquote wrong with them, such as having the forward facing eyes of a predator or eyes that are judged to be too close together, a neck that's too long, a head that's misshapen or legs that are judged to be too short and are jointed or move in unnatural ways, unquote. So kind of like if someone used that Dolly mini AI image generator thing to bring up a picture of a deer that's right. the not deer right if you said if you if you told dolly to make a deer <laughs> it would probably kind of look like a not deer a fucked up deer um so the uh, magazine not deer magazine also points out uh that some people who have encountered not deer have reported that the not deer had claws or hands rather than hooves or that the not deer were walking bipedally the podcast Expanded Perspective shared some sightings from folks who variously described not deer as having dog jaws or dog limbs or being super muscular or being deer heads with human bodies. I got dog jaw. A deer, a deer man. Now, for what it's I worth. I heard of a deer John letter, but a deer man? A deer man letter? Oh, boy. <laughs> this relationship must have went really sour. So for what it's worth, beefers. Dear men may be a whole separate thing from not dear, but I'm going to bring them up both here just because it's in the same realm, okay? So I think we can safely say that from these descriptions, these are some weird deer, right? I'm looking at them on the internets right now, not on my fucking phone. <laughs> and uh, We are at the library right now. We're at the library. So if um, you hear some people shushing us or police telling us to leave, that's why. No, yeah, the, the some of these are weird for sure. So the description of the not deer maybe doesn't make it clear exactly what not deer are or do. Um, so to be honest, the not deer is, is not a very well chronicled cryptid. Its presence in local folklore is really recent. So most stories about, um, about people having run-ins with the not deer are available from either social media sources or other internet locales like Tumblr. Um, so with that context in mind, let's share some not deer sightings, shall we? JD sword found what could be one of the first internet reported not deer encounters even though the OP didn't use the term not deer in their description. The post comes from a four, from 4chan and was posted September 25th, 2014. To what board? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't record that. Is that important to you? I mean, I think it changes it, yeah. Oh, because of the context of the board? Yeah. Okay. Well, in, the, in the break, we'll look this up. Oh, okay, sure. Does, that doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, so in this post on 4chan... The OP claims they were walking through the woods one night when they noticed, quote, something moving across the field not more than 30 yards away, end quote. The OP described the thing as, quote, really weird looking thing with pointed ears and an elongated snout crossing my path on all fours while moving in a way that reminded me of a deer trying to learn how to walk immediately after having been born. Only it doesn't look like a deer, more like a cobbled together toy of one. And it's fucking enormous, end quote. Down there, wink. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> wrote, this was Art's post on 4chan. <laughs> so that description, that sounds an awful lot like a not deer, right? Yeah, Even if it does. wasn't called a not deer. Yeah. Now, as for the first usage online of the term not deer, J.D. Sword believes it could be a Tumblr post 
made by the user Will O the Witch on August 21st, 2019. Here's an excerpt from that post, quote, The not deer is more or less what I'd call a folk cryptid. Everybody, as in people in Appalachia, has their story about it. They're all somewhat similar. You're in a car at night, in a rural, heavily wooded area, and probably a bit lost. It's not wildly uncommon to see a possum crossing the road, see blips of little animals with your headlights. You see a deer. So you slash your friends go, oh, deer, and slow down in case it leaps in front of you. (laughs) Then you see it more clearly. There's just something wrong about it. There's something about its eyes. You feel your stomach get heavy like a rock. The hair on your neck grays. You sense intelligence that you shouldn't. It doesn't move like a deer. It moves like a, oh God, what is that thing? Whatever that thing is, it's not a deer and we need to leave. You hit the gas and get the hell out of there. A group of my friends got lost on the parkway once and reemerged with a chilling story. They aren't the kind of folks to lie or over-exaggerate. Among other freaky stuff that happened, the driver claimed she saw a deer in the road. Then she noticed the deer was on two legs. End quote. Tumblr-er, uh, Root and Rock, replied to Willow the Witch's story with a story of their own. Quote, I collect spooky stories from other people, and a friend once told me about driving back from a quote-unquote ghost hunt out in southeastern Oklahoma, seeing what they described as, quote, like a deer, end quote, that stood in the middle of the road and refused to move. So when one of them got out to go shoo it away by hand, they all realized about the same time that it was only almost a deer. They described the collective reaction as wildly disproportionate to what they remember having seen, which was just not quite a deer. They said there was about 15 minutes of foot to the floor speeding before they all, right about the same time, felt a change in mood come over them and they began to sob like, quote, little scared kids, end quote. Jeez. It was only weeks later that they were like, quote, you know, deer don't look anything like that, end quote. <laughs> it's not the Bambi I remember. <laughs> Maybe if Bambi had grown up with a, you know, nuclear family household. Yeah. But instead he never knew his parents. That's right. Uh, Fordian researcher Lon Strickler said they had the following sighting forward to them by someone going by the initials, quote-unquote, SD, uh, presumably standing for Superdong, if I had to guess, which I do. Uh, Quote, here in Sleepy Hollow, New York, we have all types of crazy things. The Headless Horseman is not one of them. Ghosts, demons, and aliens. Every summer you see ghost hunters here, but never in the winter until last year. We were playing paintball in the wintertime a group of 10 players. We played for an hour before we ran out of paintballs and retreated to the rock bridge to build a fire, like we usually do. My brother George and I heard something to the right, and because there are leaves on the trees and there's snow on the ground, the moon was bright and it illuminated this deer. It wasn't a normal-looking deer. It had no tail, and the eyes were too far apart. It also had an awful stench, like death. I told my brother not to make a sound. Now, George is not one for ghosts and didn't believe in fairy tales, but when he saw this, he was beside himself. Before we could turn around, it saw us and screamed at us. The rest of the crew heard it and wondered why we were freaking out. We ran past them yelling, let's go, let's go, now, now. 
They saw what we saw, and they took off with us. This thing was super fast. The exit was a good mile run on the aqueduct trail. It took us ten minutes to get back to the road. We see the light on the road coming as we're getting close, but this thing was right behind us, screaming. We get into the light on the road, and it stopped. It's looking at us, screaming. The neighbors came out, cussing at us for all the noise, and that she called the cops. Then she saw what we saw and ran inside screaming. As the cops show up, the thing took off. But my brother and I took a picture of this thing. We got some great shots. We showed them this thing, (laughs) and they told us not to come out here at night. (laughs) Long story short, we never talk about this, and I don't like talking about it now. My cousin is a cop here in town. He was one of the cops that responded that night. He still, until this day, is scared to drive up there at night. So yes, things you can't explain are real. Come to Sleepy Hollow, New York. You never know what you might just see. End quote. Brought to you by Tourism or Sleepy Hollow, New York? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mayor of Sleepy Hollow is SD. Dude, if I was the mayor of fucking Sleepy Hollow, I would be all over that shit. I'd be like, this is literally Halloween town. Yeah. This, Come visit. This screaming deer is out here. Come check it out. Um, so the podcast Expanded Perspective shared the following sighting. During- what is this whole episode an ad for Expanded Perspective? <laughs> yeah, this is just hey, a- Expanded Perspectives. You guys want to fucking guest? Hit us up. They had some. Up. Good, they had some good stories on there. All right, they probably don't want to fucking hang out with us. They're Man. probably gonna send us a cease and desist. Like, don't we don't want to be mentioned? Don't ever, on your don't show. ever, don't ever use us. You can a- use the research all you want, but don't fucking mention <laughs> us. <laughs> Please use the research, but don't credit us in any way. We do not want to be associated with you. <laughs> so, uh, Expanded Perspectives uh, shared the following sighting during their episode on Not Deer. Uh, this sighting happened in Lame Deer in the Lame Deer, Montana area in 1986. Fitting. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, some cousins were together playing hide and seek in the hills behind their grandma's a lot house. Of cousins. A lot of cousins. Cousins, uh, nephews, uncles. A lot of that. It's a family episode. This is the family episode. My if, big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. If you want to get your kids involved in the podcast, this is a good episode to do it. Yeah. Because kids love wildlife that's not quite right. Yeah. They love Greek life. They do. Uh, and they love their uncles and my big fat Greek wedding. So uh, this sighting happened in the lame deer Montana area in 1986. Cousins were playing together, playing hide and seek in the hills behind their grandma's house. One of the cousins started yelling. So the other cousins ran to her location. When they reached their cousin, they saw she was running down a hill screaming, he is coming. Art, right. what's so funny about that? He Nothing. is coming. It's good Christian fun. <laughs> so she's screaming, he is coming. As the group looked behind their running and screaming cousin, they noticed she was being pursued by a small green man. Okay. Like some kind of extraterrestrial. Marvin the Martian kind of guy. Yeah. Their grandmother heard the commotion and came out onto the porch of her house. She saw the grandkids running. She also saw the green man. She got the children inside. The green man, meanwhile, got a certain distance from the house, stopped running, and commenced just staring at the house. The green man stood in the same spot until dark, but was never seen again. This is a very, like, Kelly Hopkinsville little goblin kind of creature, right? Coming up to the house, just staring. At the same time, this green man was chasing these kids only a few hills away, still in the lame deer area in a valley. Some folks were out camping when they suddenly noticed rocks and boulders falling around them and rolling down the hills. 
A large rock was thrown at their campfire, so the campers decided to leave. As they grabbed their stuff, they saw a man, but with a deer head and antlers. They described this deer man as very fast and agile. The deer man rushed into the valley and stood over the remnants of the campfire as these campers ran away. Boy from the Fallout Boy music video really uh, took a dark turn. Yeah, he's living out. Yikes. He's living out. Sugar, in the, we are going down. He's we're going down the hill throwing rocks. He's Please. living out in the Montana scaring campers. <laughs> uh, so another expanded perspective story shared was this one. God fucking damn it. No wonder you're wearing that expanded perspective t-shirt right now. What the fuck? <laughs> Look, I may be trying to join expanded perspectives. <laughs> I don't blame you for jumping ship. a permanent co- I don't blame you for jumping ship. <laughs> um, so they also shared this story of a man who was visiting with an old friend who was serving in the Navy. This man uh, described his buddy in the Navy as a no-nonsense type who didn't really believe in anything paranormal. The two men, while they were hanging out together, they both saw a large man in a cornfield wearing a red flannel jacket. Mm. They started to approach the man, you know, wondering what he's doing in the middle of a cornfield. As they get closer, the man transformed, uh, not through some kind of wild mutation sequence, but the man just sort of became a huge hulking deer. Wow. So they both see a man in a red flannel coat. They're approaching it, and as they get closer, at some point, it just becomes a giant muscular deer. Uh, Both of these men agree on this story, even the Navy guy. They both approached a clearly human man who at some point getting near to the man became a deer. Maybe this is some kind of where deer art. Where deer? Over deer into cornfield. <laughs> so what's going on here, okay? Yeah, There's plenty of different different types of not deer sightings out there ranging from the mundane, a deer with weird looking legs, to the pretty incredible where deer. So what do people think is going on here, huh? What's up with these dadgum, not deer, or deerent, as some might say? Deerent. <laughs> there have been a number of different claims about what the not deer are. First and foremost, there are some that believe the not deer are honest-to-goodness cryptids. This is some kind of, as of yet, unclassified species of critter that looks like a white-tailed deer, but is just different and not a white-tailed deer. Remember, cryptids don't necessarily have to be far-fetched creatures with powers or something. They can literally just be species of animals that science has yet to recognize as separate and distinct from other species. Hmm. There have also been attempts to link not deer with characters from the cultural stories of indigenous people like the Wendigo and the Skinwalker, both of which we've covered in episodes of this podcast. And probably they also did on Expanded Perspectives too. (laughs) But the Wendigo... (laughs) Is a a Native American folkloric character symbolizing greed, right? We learned about that. We did. Uh, but some have claimed it's a flesh and blood cryptid, of course. Now, as we learned in our episode, much of the more contemporary artwork portraying Wendigos involves some sort of a deer-ish motif. Um, generally, the Wendigo will have some type of antlers or something. Yeah. Um, this really isn't traditional, though, right? Um, so the connection between the not deer and the Wendigo is more of a tenuous one. It's more of a... Um, you know, white people kind of like using the cultural motif of the Wendigo to make some sort of, you know, fan art basically of this character incorporating these deer aspects that aren't really part of the actual cultural heritage of the character. Right. 
So skinwalkers, on the other hand, are shapeshifters. Making it a better possibility as the root of the knot deer. Mm. But not so fast, my friend, says Noah Nez, who blogs as the native skeptic and writes for Skeptical Inquirer. Nez said this about the skinwalker slash not deer connection. Quote, skinwalkers have a specific meaning. Like chupacabra, it often gets called anything shapeshifting. However, depending on the tribe, witches can only change into certain forms. I have never heard of an animal-human mix that not deer sightings that resemble skinwalkers. I'm not saying there isn't a chance, but there aren't many stories that involve a hybrid chimera that aren't metaphorical. The real fear of skinwalkers isn't their appearance. It is the dark magic they use. Yep. We are not even supposed to talk about it. I do not believe it is related, but happens to be a similar concept of seeing a deer in the wild under strange circumstances. End quote. There's also been the suggestion that the not deer is the product of American folklore developed by immigrant pioneer communities, which have now become part of local legends. J.D. Sword connect, contacted multiple folklorists, hoping to get some insight on the origins of not deer like stories. None of the folklorists who responded were familiar with the term not deer in the context of regional folklore. J.D. Sword's hypothesis is that the not deer phenomenon originated with the Tumblr user Willow the Witch. J.D. Sword thinks this because J.D. Sword tracked down Willow the Witch, whose real name is Madison. In their correspondence, Madison said the following, quote, I'm from the Carolinas, largely North Carolina until recently, so largely the southern Appalachian mountain area. The word everybody, uh, remember in their post, Willow the Witch said the not deer was a, is a concept that would be familiar to everybody in Appalachia. Uh, everybody is a bit of a hyperbole. Wow. But at least in my circles of folk who tend to be very open-minded to the spiritual and things that go bump in the night, people knew exactly what I was talking about, even if they'd never heard it called the not deer before. I won't claim to have invented the idea of the not deer. It's always been a synthesis of other people's testimonies from the beginning. As far as I can tell, my main contribution was just giving a name to an idea that's already existed for a while. End quote. Wow. J.D. Sword posits the following, quote, This is a more modest claim suggesting that far from being a local legend or part of Carolina or Appalachian folklore, the not deer was something believed in by a small group of people native to the region of Boone, North Carolina, until Madison posted about it online, at which time it began to take on a life of its own. End quote. J.D. Sword with a slash. He sliced it. He's slicing through it. He's slicing and dicing this story up. Last, but certainly not least, Art, there's high suspicion that what people could really be witnessing are sick, fucked up deer. <laughs> Disease. These fucking deer are sick, dude. Sickos. Sick fucking So deers. fucked up. Diseased deer encounters could possibly. I am Bambi. And this is smashing me in the fucking nuts while a live scorpion crawls on my dick. Welcome to deer ass. Deer ass. These fucking deers are sick. This, But I sure do love watching them maim themselves. Johnny Deerville. Johnny Deerville. <laughs> so, diseased deer encounters could possibly explain a lot of not deer sightings. Yeah. Especially those where it's a deer-like creature that looks weird or acts weird or starts a podcast with its friend and becomes a pariah in polite society. What? Uh, anyway, a common <laughs> disease culprit is chronic wasting disease, or CWD. Oh. Huh. According, according to the... Huh. Huh. 
Yeah. Chronic, chronic wasting disease. Huh? Yeah. CWD. Okay. Uh, now, according Are to you the spokesperson for this, yeah, I am. I'm here to. I'm here to sell you a CWD medication. <laughs> so, uh, according to the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, aka the CDC, CWD quote is a prion disease that affects deer, elk, reindeer, sika deer, and moose. It has been found in some areas of North America, including Canada and the United States, Norway, and South Korea. It may take over a year before an infected animal develops symptoms, which can include drastic weight loss, wasting, stumbling, listlessness, and other neurologic symptoms. End quote. Symptoms such as, quote, decreased interactions with other animals, listlessness, lowering of the head, blank facial expression, and repetitive walking in circles or other set patterns. Uh-huh. Excessive salivation, uh-huh. drooling, uh-huh. and grinding of the teeth are also observed, end quote. Art, do you have my towel? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of mustard on myself now. You're drooling mustard all over your shirt, Andy, and uh, grinding your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> now, another possible disease contributing to not deer sightings is episiotic hemorrhagic disease, or EHD. EHD causes many similar symptoms to CWD, such as, quote, emaciation, loss of motor control, fever, lameness, and swelling of the neck and head, difficulty breathing, loss of appetite, and no fear of humans, end quote. I have a lot of those symptoms, frankly. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> the Charlotte Observer reported God. in 2019, the same year Madison made the now famous Tumblr post. So famous. That deer in western North Carolina, the same area where Madison said they were from, Deer there were dying of EHD. That was reported in the press. Whoa. So how many people seeing not deer are familiar with these diseases and their effects on deer? If you don't know how to identify deer suffering from CWD or EHD, you might draw the conclusion that there's some fucked up paranormal shit going on, right? But disease doesn't exactly explain away everything, does it? What about deer men and were deer? Those surely can't be just the result of some sickly deer being misidentified by people. Perhaps they're merely urban legends told for fun, but some people telling these stories really believe they've seen something that defies explanation. Beavers, something is foul in our woodlands. Deer are growing crazy and freaking people out. Why, there's so much commotion in the wild parts of the world that it's almost like the hills are alive with the scent of the whole enchilada. Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dino Tripodis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Welcome back. That was our research into, that was my research into okay. not deer. Um, so, Art, so let's get this discussion kicked off, right? I saw you taking some notes. Uh no, I don't you, look at my notes. Okay, I don't like. I can't see them. I can't read them. Uh, I'm not able to read anything more than five feet away from me. <laughs> um, so I have a really hard time with traffic signs. But Art, uh, anything you want to say to get this thing started off? What do you think about the not deer? Um, you know, I don't want to. I have a low opinion of the not deer. I'm going to okay. be honest. Okay. I'm not going to give my verdict away, but I think punk fungers. You could probably. Excuse me. Sorry, I had some leftover Chinese food before we started. <laughs> Uh, you can probably tell where we're going to head with this one, but um, you ever see a deer out in the wild? Isn't it uh, kind of, it's always fun, right? You're like out in the wild and you see a deer and you're like, oh. Kind of like, uh, but they're kind of just like, you know, just kind of there. You into deer? What do you think? You like them? I mean, they're fine. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not really that into them. Yeah. Truthfully, because they've gone to this point especially in this country where they're like a nuisance animal. Really? You know, if you live in a place where there's lots of deer, it can be a pain in the ass. I've hit a deer with my car before. Really? Mm -hmm. When did that happen? I was 16 or 17. And, um, you know, I, huh? And you were hungry. I was hungry. (laughs) And so I started driving through the woods, hoping to kill some animals that I could just (laughs) eat the raw flesh of. So, uh, I was in high school at the time and I was driving, um, it was actually, I was in the car with my now wife. Um, wow. We were, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming uh, back from make out point. <laughs> well, we went to this high school that was in like a rural area. Right, right. Right. And so um, I'm driving, I'm driving her home and it's like twilight ish type of time. Like it's not dark yet, but it's not full daylight either. Um, and so we drive past this road that cuts through like a wooded area and a deer just jumps out. I mean, it's like down a hill. So you don't have like a lot of clear visibility. The deer pops up on the side of the road Mm. right in front of the car. There was no time to stop. So I ended up hitting it. The deer died. Um, and someone that we were uh, classmates with, uh, in high school came over and, uh, it's like, what are you going to do with the deer that night? Like right after he was like, are you guys okay? And we were like, yeah, we're fine. He was like, what are you going to do with the deer? <laughs> I mean, it's like you could tell that he was like, I got to ask if they're okay first, but I really want to get the deer. Um, so I think he came back later and took the deer. I don't know. You just left it there? 
I didn't want, what am I going to do with a deer? I don't know. I don't know what you do if you hit a deer. Do you have to call somebody? Uh, well, I, I did, um, I did end up calling the sheriff, like a sheriff's deputy, because then it's like for insurance, you know, you're like, okay, I have a police report that says that I hit a deer. Um, how bad was the car fucked up? It was, it was not great. Um, it needed a new bumper and I think a new headlight and the hood was bent. Jeez. So they had to like pound that out and yeah, they did. They had to pound it out at down at the shop. They really fucked pounded. that car. They fucked it till it straightened up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've hit a deer before. Um. And I've been in a car before where we hit a deer, like that, or I wasn't driving. Hit a lot of animals with my car. Possum. <laughs> I'm starting to see a pattern. Call it possum, chicken, uh, squirrels. You're a very errant driver. I, mean, <laughs> I drive as fast as possible and animals they just don't understand like I'm not slowing down you're either moving or you're gonna hit I've talked about this before you uh you had an aggressive streak when it comes to driving yeah it's one of the few places where you feel power yeah <laughs> yeah everywhere you else feel like I'm, power and control everywhere else I'm totally castrated in my life but uh driving is the one area where I feel like I have some control over something I mean I've talked about it before God forbid someone in the left lane try to swerve past you when you're gonna merge. When a two-lane road merges into a one. Yeah. Or I guess a Follow the a order of operations, drivers. Let me in. It's a merge point. Yeah. You will fucking step on the gas and get in front. Don't no try to what. fuck me over. <laughs> you got to be one car in front of me. Fuck you. No. We're all going the same speed. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm setting the pace. I'm, I'm the pace the, car. I'm the pace car. I'm the pace salsa car. <laughs> So I've hit deer. Um, I've seen lots of deer uh, in my life. But I think that's the thing, right? There's too many deer. And so they run around and, you know, they're like, muck. They're, they're problems for, um, you know, like you're driving and you hit a, hit a deer. Uh, that's a pain in the ass. Um, they're sometimes okay. bad for crops. They are? You know, for farmers because they'll mm. go and eat stuff out of the fields. Mm. Um, so they're kind of a pest, truthfully. It's just that they, they don't really have any... It's like their natural predators aren't us. Right. Like they don't, you know, they're sort of protected from us because you can only hunt within a limited period. A lot of places you have a limit of how much you can hunt. Um, And then there's, you know, there's not as many like things to predate them. Right. Like big cats or wolves, wolves, you know, those, those populations are smaller. So they just kind of, they run amok a little bit. But yeah, when you see a deer, like I mean, it's kind of like okay, it comes up close to you, like oh wow, that's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. I mean, I, neat overall, to see. overall, they're not like great animals. I don't think. Like probably, if yeah. I if I was gonna put a deer on a scale of one to ten, it's probably like in the four to six region. That's fair. That's fair. Like they are. I'd be more excited to see an elk. Yeah, or a moose. <laughs> How well, cool are moose? Mooses are terrifying. Yeah, that's they're. Fucking terrifying, my friend. You ever seen a moose? I've never seen one in... I don't think I've ever seen one in person. I have. I've never seen one in the wild. I'll say that for sure. I've never seen one in the wild. You go to Alaska, I guarantee you'll see one. So I have... And they're fucking terrifying. I have a relative who went once, was like on a drive through the northern part of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were driving through Montana. And it's like dark. The sun had already set. They're driving along, you know, in Montana, the roads are kind of empty for the most part. Yeah, there's fucking nobody there. And so you can drive really fast. 
Well, they're driving. All of a sudden, there's a moose up ahead, like in the road. Can you imagine if you hit a moose? Luckily, they stopped in time, but... No, your car would get fucked you, up. I mean, yeah. They are so fucking big. Yeah, they're huge. But you don't think that. I think that it's. I think that it's easy to get the wrong idea about just how big a moose is. Yeah. Like and we made so look, fast. I made this mistake with wolves and I said I could fight a wolf. We both did. And then I saw some pictures of wolves and I was like, fuck this. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't even start to do it. Yeah. I know ahead of time that yeah. a moose, like even one wolf is no match for a moose. Right. Unless this moose is like really old and sick. Right. Like it takes a pack of wolves to bring down a moose. Yeah. No, they're, they're crazy big, man. Elks are cool as fuck too, but they're also kind of scary, but there's so much more, uh, uh, majestic. They make a lot of noise. Elks do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it like? It's like, isn't it more like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's more like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the sound I make during sex. Yeah. I was about to say, that's the sound you made at make out point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was like, take me home, please. Oh, <laughs> 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 Stop, I said no. Uh, yeah, uh, elks are fucking uh, dope, dude. They're way- super majestic. I like a yak. Yaks are I'm cool really as hell. I'm really into a fucking yak. Oh, man. There's Antioch. A- Antioch? I forget. They're like a big yak. Big yak? There's a, like, really hairy bovine type critter that they have at the Lincoln Park Zoo here in Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. And that thing's pretty cool. I got to be honest. I think these like big, like, like these animals that are supposed to live in like the cold mountain areas. Yeah. They're pretty cool looking. Um, I would rate literally all of these animals higher. A Nurok. A Nurok? That's a I think cool that's name. What it's, I think that's what it's called. That's a cool name. This might be a fake creature. Oh, oh fuck. Um, but I'll say this. I think that all of these creatures are better than a deer. I think that the deer is like, if we went through a list and we said like white tailed deer, yeah, we said elks, moose, yaks. I mean, I think yaks are like what they're like. They're more like cows, probably more bovine. Yeah, actually. But like, like I would much. I I think elk and moose are much cooler. Bison are way more cool, way more powerful bison creatures. Are way more cool. Like as far as, as far as like creatures that are native to the Americas, deer, deer, not not probably cracking my top ten. There is something unsettling about a deer. That is something that is common. Uh, you find deer to be unsettling? Uh, no, I just think that that's a trope. Like I remember. Uh, there's just something about them. Like they're fucking, maybe it's the way that they, they, they are so springy and then they'll like stop and stare at stuff. Maybe that's very unsettling about them. Um, maybe it's the, those big black poolless eyes. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of slender features and the horns are very evil looking in some ways. Um, I think there is something unsettling about a deer. There's that one gif from a, from Adventure Time. Like it's not a gif, but people said it, spread it a lot. Where there was that deer creature, and he like takes off his hooves, and he's got little spindly fingers. Oh, Have you yeah. ever seen that one? Yeah. Uh, people find that unsettling. I think there is something unsettling about a deer. Huh? Do you find um, like I think an elk is pretty close, 
much closer to an appearance wise than a moose to a deer. Do you find elk unsettling at all? I just find them majestic. They are very majestic. I mean, like an elk on a mountaintop. It's like, that's so cool. Their antlers are a little more impressive. What about reindeer? I love a reindeer. I think caribou. I think reindeer are cooler than deer. This fucking thing, man. Reindeer are like what deer should be. Reindeer are like what deer should be. If all deer were reindeer, I think everything would be better. These things are intimidating. Like an elk is just mad. It's like a, it's like the evolved form of a deer. Like if it was a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, they, look at these fucking antlers, dude. It's scary. And you know, a lot of, a, Crazy. Lot, of, a lot of deer don't, their antlers are like mostly like sh- destroyed a lot. Yeah. Because they rub them against stuff, you know, to mark territory. They rub them against trees. And so they can kind of get like splintered. Like they'll grow back, but uh, they use them to fight. Of course, male deer do. And so it's like their antlers can be kind of like less impressive um, than say like an elk. Um, you know, I don't really like the name either, the not deer. I think there needs to be more creative name than not deer. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this for it's not really doing it for me. I'll say this for not deer. Not deer, I think really encapsulates what it is. Where it's like people are like, well, it's kind of like a deer, but not quite. <laughs> So it's like, I mean, you know, you can at least give it a name. Here's what I'll say. This doesn't feel like a cryptid to me. Yeah. And this is probably giving my verdict away, but feels a lot more like a creepypasta. Yeah. Now, bunkfuckers, if you haven't, obviously this is, a, this is way late, but I thought I'd plug it anyway because it was a great episode is uh, I had the pleasure of guesting on the tennis pod. Wow. With our friend Nick Amell. And um, we talked about the top 10 creepypastas. Yeah. And this would fit right in. This would fit right in with there. This would fit right in with that. So um, I think I th- that's what I think. I think, just, you know, I think it's more creepypasta than it is um, anything else. I think it's a very salient point because even Madison, the Will of the Witch, said in a, at some point, the Tumblr post that Madison made got shared on Reddit um, with somebody saying like, hey, I heard about this not deer thing. Like, and it was in the like R Appalachia subreddit. And Madison goes on there to say, you know, basically the gist of the response was, I, this, is, this is a story that I share with my friends and we all know it. And I wanted to share it with all of you with all this like campfirey goodness that it deserves. Right, right, right. So it feels, which, like, that's the essence of creepypasta, right? It's Very a much the essence scary of story around a campfire. Yeah, scary stories. Yeah, it's just a, a scary story. I feel a lot of, like, that's what the not deer is. That said, I also think people are actually seeing fucked up deer. They're probably diseased. They're probably just really sick deer. Like, there was a video I saw recently on Reddit where... There was one deer jumps out of, like, there's somebody with a camera. Yeah. And maybe you saw this because I think it got kind of popular. It might have hit the front page. But a deer, there's a guy with a camera. It's, like, looking out over, you can tell it's, like, on a road. And the road is kind of, like, raised a little bit. And so it's pointed off to the side where you can see the sky and you can see, like, the ground sloping and there's, like, tall grass. Well, a deer jumps out of the tall grass and goes onto the road and it kind of runs ahead. Not long after that, another deer jumps up, but the head is all off to the side. Like it's like literally like drooping off to the side and that deer runs off with the other deer. 
Now, I think a lot of people probably see that and they go like, oh my God, that's so creepy. But it's like, I think people also forget that deer are wild creatures and they still get, they get injured by stuff and there's nobody to take care of them. <laughs> so if you're a, if you're a deer, if you're a deer and you run into a tree and you break your yeah. neck, there's nobody, you don't have a vet. These deers don't have healthcare. If you don't, if you don't die, you just kind of live with a fucked up head for the rest of your life. Right? Like there's nobody to set the bones. <laughs> this happens to wild animals a lot. Right. Yeah. And I feel like people who don't, like living Especially when you're driving around. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't get out alive when I hit them. You better believe they fucking die. <laughs> if they don't die, I'm backing up. Uh, but I, I feel like people who don't live around a lot of wild animals don't think about that a lot. Because if you live around a lot of domesticated animals, it's hard to imagine an animal getting hurt or injured and not being helped. Right. Like people, people, I think a lot of times have the, just the natural tendency to want to help an animal that's hurt. Right. But in the wild, there's nobody to look after a deer. Right. So if it gets hurt, like if its leg gets broken and the leg never heals properly, it's just a deer with three legs then and one useless leg that right. flops around. And or, it probably dies. It probably gets hunted and killed. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm serious. That's a circle of life. Yeah. If it can't do the stuff that the other deer do, it right. probably gets predated and it dies. Right. Um, and it's the same, I mean, that's probably the same thing with this deer. It's like, it probably had something happen. It hurt its neck or maybe it was born deformed and it just lived and nobody's there to say like, oh, this, you know, take care of this deformed deer. It just has to learn to live. Yep. With its deformities. Sick fucking deformed head. Deer's name was Andy. Yeah. That deer's name was Andy. There's nobody to take care of the poor little deformed Andy. Um, I don't know. I mean, we could get to verdicts here, Andy. If, unless you Wait, what did you else. write down, though? That's all I wrote down. Oh. I, mean, I think it's a creepypasta. I think it's a creepypasta. That's a good point. Um, okay, let's get to verdicts. Do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? I could go. All right. Let's Listen, I already you... put it out there, bunk fuckers. He's I'm been going... telegraphing this the whole time, B-first. I'm showing my whole hand. I'm he showing showed my his, full card. He's showing his hand. He's got the full Monty here. Call this He's Art Gone disrupt. Wild. I've got my shirt up. They're giving me a free hat. I'm on camera. <laughs> He's got Mardi Gras beads wrapped around his penis. <laughs> Uh, I'm going case closed. This is a creepypasta. It's not even a cryptid in my mind. Uh, what people are seeing, yes, are probably diseased deer. Now, you want to talk about a were deer? That is not a not deer. A were deer is a different thing from me from a not deer, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's separate these things. Let's okay. put them into categories. We got different kinds of were animals. Right. All right? It's not a skinwalker. It's a different fucking thing. Don't rope everything in here. Not deer. These are diseased deers. And don't get me wrong. I think deers at night, too. You see them nocturnally a lot. They are creepy at night. They got big fucking glowy eyes. They're just staring at you. You don't see the full shape of the creature. So you only see like little pieces of it. They're weird. They're very creepy. Um, that being said, this is a creepypasta 100%. I think it's a good creepypasta. It's a fun one. I think it's weird. It's ethereal. It's a great creepypasta. It conjures up a good image. It's good to tell. And uh, as a creepy boss, it's case confirmed. It's great. I love it. Would it make it into that top 10 list? I don't know. Go ask Nick from the Tennis Podcast. Shout out. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking angry and fired up. Jeez. <laughs> you know what you need to calm down? You need a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dog water. Um... No, I think it's I think it's a great creepy pasta, but I'm going uh, case confirmed on creepy pasta, case closed on cryptid. All right. Um, I don't think it's out there. All right, I'm going to I'm going to echo 
you in a lot of ways here. I'm going to oh. say case closed on this being a cryptid. I don't really think it's a cryptid. I think that most of the not deer. No, it's not. In fact, all of them almost, I would say, are um, because of diseased deer. The symptoms, the p- things people describe about a not deer are exactly the same as deer with chronic wasting disease or episiomatic hemorrhagic whatever. I think at this point we've covered enough cryptids that I'm like, what, what, do, what do I want in a cryptid? I want like a centralized location. Yeah. Most cryptids have a good, solid, central location. I think at this at this point yeah. in human history and development right. and science, right. if there is an actual cryptid, it's got to be someplace that w- a niche location. Almost. Yes. Like it can't be widespread because then it would have already been identified and people would have pointed it out. Bigfoots are kind of all over, but it's like when you really it's it's going to be the Pacific Northwest. Right. When you really think about Bigfoot. Right. It's going to be Pacific Northwest. Right. Or like that upper region in like kind of Canada-esque area, wooded yeah. areas. You know, yeah. you think about skunk ape, that's fucking Florida. You think about Mothman, that's West Virginia. You think about Flatwoods Monster, West Virginia. You think about the Bear Lake Monster, that was in Utah. Uh, you know, we haven't covered all of them. Jersey Devil, obviously Jersey. Like, the Dingo Neck in Kenya. The Dingo Neck in Kenya. So the Squonk, all these different Pennsylvania. All these different cryptid creatures have centralized locations. They have one to two like very defining characteristics or abilities or things that are commonplace that multiple people have seen before. And three, the skeptics have to liken them to a sickly bear. <laughs> if Joe Nickel doesn't write a Joe Nickel doesn't write a report that says this could be a sick bear, it's not a cryptid. I will admit that JD Sword is not Joe Nickel in a disguise. And Joe Nickel did not, to my research, write anything about not deer being a black bear <laughs> that was misidentified, which means it's not, it can't be a cryptid. <laughs> That's the ultimate qualifier. If It could be a cryptid if Joe Nickel wrote a piece about it where he right. said you were misidentifying a black bear. In this case, I mean, I guess you got that last piece where it's like, okay, the not deer would just be a deer. But, you know, I'm not... I don't know. It's just, it's not, those other pieces aren't there for me. I'll be honest with you. I think the not deer as a cryptid is pretty fucking lame. Yikes. Like, honestly, it's people like, it's weird. It's legs bent weird. Yeah, that's and not it's really like, doing it for It's me. like, why were you freaked out by that? Right. Like, what are you getting freaked out about? Like, like I said before, animals get hurt all the time and they figure out how to live with their, like, hurt bodies because it just sort of, you know, your body will naturally heal if you have other things sure. to subsist. Like if if we didn't have medical care, like let's pretend that the uh, United States was like some sort of healthcare hellscape, and it was very <laughs> difficult to get medical care, unlike it is today. <laughs> yeah, unlike it is today. Uh, but let's let's Where pretend. It's very fucking confusing. Let's pretend now <laughs> that it wasn't as straightforward as it is in the United right. States, and like a lot of people didn't have access to healthcare, unlike the United States. So let's pretend that, and um, let's say that you broke your arm yeah. and you couldn't go see a doctor. Like right. it wasn't an option for you. Right. You don't know anything about setting a bone. Let's say you can't you can't find anything on YouTube about it. You can't go to the library and check out a medical book for whatever reason. And so you just sort of let it go. Like eventually it will heal, but your arm will probably be fucked up, right? Yeah, you probably have chronic pain for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And you probably you have a weird bump because the bump. bone will set weird. It probably you could run the risk of of garnering some kind of greater infection or disease. Yeah. It, it was I mean, you know, we're we're making jokes but it's like that's what life was like in the fuck the 1800s or whatever 
Yeah. They'd be like, I don't know how to fix this, so I'm going to cut it off. And right. then I'm just going to suture everything up and then hope you live. It's like, all right. I guess that's good. Can you put a rag in my mouth so I can bite down on yeah, it so exactly. I don't bite through my tongue? Right. As you saw through my bone and ligaments? Right. Um, Which I can still feel because, you know, you don't really have anything for the pain except whiskey. Exactly. So it's exactly like that. Or it's, you know, you, you take a gunshot wound. It's just like, no, nah, I just live with this bullet now. Right. Exactly. Even that's one where it's like, even if you have medical care, they might be like, it's not worth it. It's more uh, it's more unsafe for us to do surgery on you to take that out that's because true. of where it is. If we just leave it, you'll be fine. So, like, I mean, this is what happens to animals. They get hurt and they just they live, mm-hmm. you know, and then they just look weird then. Also, people hunt deer. Yeah. One of these deers could have been hunted <laughs> yeah. and then it survived because the person was a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, it limped. It got shot in the leg and then the, the person never tr- killed it. Right. And it got away. Yeah, because that happens all the time. You know, if you can't follow the blood trail, you maim an animal. Right. You just maim it and then it goes away. Now, that's that's bad form as a hunter. Sure. Um, But it does happen. And also, I'm going to say I agree with you. I think deer men, separate thing. Where deer, separate separate thing. thing. That's a separate thing. It gets included as a lot of this, but we're kind of separate. Like a human body with a deer head. That's a different thing. That's a different. That's not a not deer. That's definitely not a deer. It's not a weird deer. It's a human being with a deer. It's like a lesion. It's a chimera. Yeah. So I think it's a separate thing. It's goblins. I don't think that anything that explains not deer explains that. Exactly. Because you can't say that a deer man was a misidentified thing. If every single sighting throughout the history of the not deer and the common folklore was that like, oh, it is like it's a bipedal deer with this weird thing. And then it's more like a, it's like, oh, okay, now we're getting into cryptid territory. Right. How do we explain this? It's a, a bear with mange, right. obviously. But that's not what's happening here. These are literally just fucked up deer. It's a bear with mange <laughs> that got a bunch of branches stuck to its head. Right. And you thought it were antlers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, some of these deer men thing, it honestly could be a bear with mange. Good. Because like people describe it like walking, walking bipedally. Bears can do that. I mean, deer deer could also do this, Like, but they can't like... It's not like they could walk around, but right. you know, like I think like a lot of animals, most four-legged animals can figure out how to stand up on their legs. Deers do stand up on their hind legs to like charge. You ever seen a deer like, mm-hmm. you know, buck up and yeah. then it comes down on things? And like deer can, I, who they knows if it's doing that? They can't climb trees, but they can like extend, yeah, into a tree. Even. I've seen my cat do that, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's a fucking hilarious, and it's cute as fuck. Because he likes to stand on his little legs like a little human. It's like, what are you doing? You're not, you can't, you don't do that. But he's doing it to sniff things that are higher than him. Yeah. So funny. So he put his little, he's got his little paws dangling in front of him like he's pussy No, boots. no, I mean, he has to like put his uh, paws up. Oh, he can't like stand by himself. I've, I think I've seen cats do that, but it's very rare. Because you can see, I mean, like dogs do that. Dogs Cats do that. can do that. Yeah. Um. So deer can do it too. Well, deer I mean, can do it too. You know. Anything you can do, deer can do better. And anything deer can do, you can't do. So uh, I'm going case closed also on the not deer. I think it's just diseased deer. Fair enough. Um, I do think that it's probably like a creepypasta. I think that was a good point by you. Wow. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say that very often, but I do think you make a good point. Um, and so those are our verdicts today on the not deer. Wow. Um, thank you once again to Erica. Thanks, Erica. For this Great suggestion of a cryptid. Um, so 
beefers, queefers, um, you got to let us know. Have you ever had a run in with a not deer? What do you think about the not deer? What do you think about deer in general? <laughs> um, tweet at us, uh, Instagram DM us at Mr. Bunker pod. Um, use the hashtag. Um, oh, uh, God, what even happened in this episode? Use the hashtag Greek life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to tell us about deer. Use it, use it to tell us about deer. Use it to tell us your thoughts on deer. Um, so use the hashtag Greek Life. You can get at us on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Bunker Pod. Email us, Mr. Bunker Pod at gmail.com. You can visit us on YouTube. Check out some videos that we made. Uh, just uh, go to YouTube and search for Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Um, you can uh, check us out on um, the web, Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time.com. You can, if you feel so inclined and you have the means to do so, you could become a patron of this show. You could. For as little as $5 a month, we can get you access to hours and hours, dozens of hours of behind-the-scenes Patreon-only content, uh, including a cooking video that's not available on YouTube regularly. Um, You can get access to our Discord server where our beefer Erica... Shared this episode suggestion. You can get in there. Yeah. Suggest your own episode suggestions. Uh, you can um, chat with me and Art. Um, we only visit the Discord about once a year. Um, <laughs> and it's mostly just to shill things. But, you yeah. know, you can still chat with us. Right. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. Uh, um, so uh, visit us to get all that and that. There's not more. Um, more, I guess, if you want to pay more. But that's what you get. Uh, visit us at patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bunker pod. Art, you got any last words for today? Oh, Andy, uh, you know, it's just, um, you know, I think, uh, enjoy some, uh, enjoy some fucking venison. Some not venison. Yeah. Some not venison. Which can be anything. Eat any meat that you want. It can be anything, but it's not venison. It's not venison. I can't believe it's not venison. Uh, <laughs> when I was uh, when I was a kid, we took a family vacation to Philadelphia, and we ate at a restaurant in Philadelphia that did like revolutionary era food. You know, like like trying to like recreate kind like hardtack. Yeah, well, candied was, lime peels. But one of the things they had was like uh, it was like beef stroganoff, but it was venison. How was it? It was delicious. Um, fun little story. If you're ever in Philadelphia, check out that restaurant. Check out that restaurant, whatever it was called, and don't forget to say hi to Ben Franklin for me. <laughs> Beefers, uh, that's our show for today. So thanks for joining us. Thanks again to Erica for the suggestion. Um, uh, yeah, that's all we got for today. So um, for not the titular Mister Bunker, uh, but for my cuddly. Co-host Art Stone. My what? Cuddly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Co-host Art Stone. This is Andy Hart saying that was the whole enchilada. Yummy. Mmm, salty.
Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. See you soon.